Welcome to Sparrow Pictures Podcast, where we focus on the stories and not the headlines. Because we believe the stories can change the world. Get, Get ready, ready, because the, the show starts, starts now. One who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. As I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He was near, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Welcome back to Sparrow Pictures. I'm your host, Joy Thayer. And I am Matthew Thayer, and we are here to continue our little series on the end times, eschatology, revelation, what's all that Conversation. stuff, you know, the questions that we've had, um, just curiosities, trying to figure out what all this means. Yeah. So what does eschatology mean? Eschatology is essentially just the study of the end times. So it's like dentistry is just, you know, it's just... Like an a, orthodontist. A, a, a doctor poking on your teeth, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... So eschatology is the the conversation about how things are going to end up or the end times, future, right? So what the Bible says about those things. Right. And I, we've had some great conversations in the past, and mm-hmm. one of them being about what is a theology, mm-hmm. like a, a theory... Right. Well, what 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 the difference between a theology and a theory? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, and um, so you guys can look that up. Uh, they have the the Thesaurus apps and thesauruses, the thesaurus, thesauruses, where you can look about theology <laughs> and theory. Yeah, and um, preferably and, with not with a lisp. And with a lisp, it's one of those tongue twisters. Yes. Um, but so we're gonna talk about you know we hear all this stuff. And mm-hmm. we see all these things, and people are talking about the mark of the beast. They're talking about this is the end of times, and that you got to get right with God. And some of it can be very confusing and convoluted. Right. And so we're going to talk about some of the imagery that's in the Bible mm-hmm. and bring some peace and clarity and hopefully yeah. some comfort to people's hearts that are like, I have no idea. I'm not an expert in this. Well, because it, it's the good news. It's the good news. It's the good news. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Revelation, not confusion. So the fact that it's been shrouded with kind of this enigma, um, it, it shows to the power of the book because the, the book is so full of imagery, Yeah, like you're saying, and it's powerful. Like, we, you know, like so much of the imagery has made its way into popular culture throughout history, um, but uh, it can be deciphered because it was written by a being who wants to communicate with us. So bad. And, and God communicates through... The stars, he communicates through uh, the word. He communicates Nature. any way that he can to get to our hearts mm-hmm. and our minds and all that kind of stuff. But speaking of good news, you know what mm-hmm. else is good news? What? My pillow. My pillow is good news. Is. We should probably mention the sponsor of the show, I, Mr. Mike. I don't think we should probably mention. I think it's like a highlight to we get do. to mention him because Mike had a an amazing encounter with our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Went from being a crack addict and. Um, Got delivered. Totally different guy now. Brilliant human being. Started multiple businesses. Has ran my pillow. Used to be a card counter. Yeah. I mean, if you've read his book, it's crazy. The guy, <laughs> the guy's like lived like seven lives. Yeah. And I, I think he probably still has the ability to, to count cards he, even I, after he, he all he the cracks that he did. Oh yeah. But he had this amazing uh, yep. experience with the Lord. And he discovered how to use cotton the best mm-hmm. way possible. And so his 
products are phenomenal. And they if you've never good. tried a MyPillow product, they've got sheets, they've got pillows, they have got towels. We're, we're getting a mattress, they've got towels, towels. Pajamas. The towels are your favorite. Dog beds. We're getting ready to get the pajamas. Matt and I are going to have twinsie yes. pajamas. Yes. It's gonna, we're going to be that couple. Maybe we'll do a show in our mm-hmm. twinsie pajamas. Yeah. So. All uh, right, back back to anyway. the sun and moon and the stars. So I, I used to read um, because I I got very interested in not um, astrology mm-hmm. but astronomy, mm-hmm. and I would look up at the stars and I'd go out to yep. the lake in uh, Northern California, and I would sit on this dock and I would, I would just hang out with Jesus, and then I found these books that talked about that that God's words written in the stars. But as filmmakers, mm-hmm. we have learned that the. Uh, Cinema has cinematic language, mm-hmm. yep. and so there's multiple facets to well, that's... communication. And so that was interesting hearing your take on some of the the scriptures that have been misinterpreted mm-hmm. because they don't understand imagery properly right. in the right context. Well, we're, we're, we've we need to understand that there's a lot of ways that we're a real literal society. We take things, you know, so when somebody says, well, language, we think oh, words or, mm-hmm. you know, well, you might be speaking French or you might be speaking English, but you're using words and that's what language is. But language is so much more like you were saying, it's cinematic language. So mm-hmm. cinematic language is like what lens you're using, different lenses evoke mm-hmm. different feelings or emotions, different colors can communicate different things. Yellow, can, yeah. and sometimes they can be the same thing, yeah. you know? So like yellow can be cowardice mm-hmm. or it can be glory. Green can be envy or sickness, or it can be life, mm-hmm. right? So there's all of these different nuances in uh, these different languages. Yeah. And, uh, and the Bible is written, you know, in words, but there's also different types of languages within words, right? right? So like there's literary language. So the Bible is is literature. So there, there's poetry, there's history, there's a technical, there's a technical, technical. manual, there's it's mm-hmm. law. Um, there's um, there's uh, stories yeah. in there, uh, parables, teachings, fables, you know, like all of poetry. this stuff. Po- like, yeah, poetry, right? And so we have to approach it as such, and we need to like think about it from the standpoint of like, because there's a lot of people that come to um, something like the Book of Revelation mm-hmm. or uh, Matthew 24. Let's just say, um, like what I'm going to read right now, Matthew 24, and they'll come to it and they'll say, "Oh, well, this is literal, right?" Mm-hmm. So some of the imagery, for example, um, right before you get into that, mm-hmm. really quickly, because I was always taught growing up uh, in a Christian home, mm-hmm. you had you had the Old Testament and mm-hmm. you had the gospel. Mm-hmm. And then we, we left out some of the other things, mm-hmm. right? And then you got Revelation, and mm-hmm. then Revelation needed to be uh, tied back into some other biblical things. Yeah, but Revelation was just kind of like... It the, was, for it, everybody. It, 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 was, it, he was, it was just like the uncle that lived under the bridge. You know, like, he <laughs> was a little bit weird. Him. We're not going to talk about him. He's yeah. like, he kind of says some crazy things. Yeah. And, yeah, and then you had drunk grandma coming out going, yeah. oh my gosh, let me yeah. tell you about Revelation. But, um, I, so Matthew is one of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. And so you had Matthew, Mark, Luke, right. and John. Right, And so, but Matthew 24 sticks out Matthew in 24, the end times conversation. Right. Why? Well, it's connected because it's the prophecy that Jesus said. And so a lot of people have been throwing it around right now, talking about, and a lot of people do, and they talk about it for, in, in conjunction with the last days or the end mm. times. And um, we're, I'm I'm not going to get into breaking it completely down at this point because we're trying to keep these short, okay? But 
in in regards to the symbology, mm-hmm. all right, and the symbolism. Okay. This is one of the ways when I get people to kind of, I've, I've, I've shared this with tons of people over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And every single time people look at me like, wait a second. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So it, it should be super simple, but it open up your mind to looking at the Bible in a new way that I think is going to be uh, more relevant and more accurate as we begin to move forward through this series where we're kind of unpacking some of these things. Okay. Okay. All right. So what's happening in Matthew 24? All right. So Matthew 24, um, in uh, verse 29, it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Now, in uh, Revelation uh, 5, I want to say, uh, Revelation 5, where it talks about the, I think it's the the sixth seal, uh, the moon will turn to blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the blood moon, uh, you know, is something that people uh, use, it, it, yeah, right? It's, a, it's an image that people mm-hmm. uh, talk about. It's kind of made its way into various... Um, what do they call that? Uh, references in our culture, yeah. right? So, okay, but... So people will, most people, when they start talking about the Revelation, they start talking about the end times. Um, they are they are saying the moon is literally going to turn to blood, and the sun is going to darken. Okay. Okay, and I've heard that growing like, up. Literally turn. So I've also heard that the moon will uh, turn to blood because it'll be like a nuclear holocaust kind of thing. Right. So not literally turn to blood. Right. But it will look. Like right. That, right. Because we're right. going to have some kind of nuclear fallout. Right. And uh, and so now what that is, and mm-hmm. you have to understand, is what that is. It's 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 actually taking um, what's called newspaper exegesis. Now exegesis is just a fancy word for interpretation. So it's basically taking the newspaper and using it to interpret the Bible. So so it it takes modern day things that are currently happening. Mm-hmm. And then we apply it to, to the Bible, the scripture, and that's completely wrong. Okay, why is that wrong? Because the Bible, we believe the Bible is the Word of God yep. and is communicated by God, yep. and so therefore only God can interpret. Okay, what God says. So we have to use the Bible to interpret the Bible. to interpret the Bible. Okay. Now, if there are certain things that line up with that, after that, then that's that's fine okay. okay that that that's but but it has to you have to go first to the bible mm-hmm. okay so my mom my mom referred to that one time because she said these signs will follow and so that's how she always said is that we don't actually create the instances the signs will actually follow so i hear what you're saying right Keep okay going. so all right so but now if so th- this is the way that i look at it is that if the if the by if this was the only time mm-hmm. that it's mentioned that the moon would turn to blood and the sun's going to darken, okay. right? Then you could possibly look at it and say, okay, there's a potential that it could be literal. Okay. Right? Yep. yep. But Tracking with you. But it is not the only time that it's mentioned. In fact, in this verse here, it, it's, it's, it's all in caps, at least in my, in my Bible. Okay. It's all in caps, which means it's actually being quoted from somewhere else in Scripture. So Jesus is literally quoting another portion gotcha. of scripture. All right. So now it's 
th- this this phraseology or something very close to it, the sun darkening and the moon turning to blood, mm-hmm. um, can be found in Isaiah thirteen nine, and that's in reference to uh, the fall of Babylon. Okay. Um, Isaiah thirty four four, and that is in reference to the fall of Edom. In Amos eight nine, it's in fall the fall of the ten tribes of Israel because they were taken over by by Assyria at one point and left um, Judea and Benjamin um, by themselves, basically in the southern part of the country. Uh, and then the uh, there was. Um, Ezekiel 32, 7 uh, through 8, and that is in reference to the fall of Egypt. And uh, and then it's also in Joel, which um, uh, Peter uh, talks about in, in Acts 2, after the fall of the Holy Spirit, and he talks about um, the Spirit being poured out. And mm-hmm. anyway, so there was a reference to the moon turning to blood and, and, and sun darkening. Okay, so <clears throat> All right. the question then is, did all of did anything um, did the moon literally turn to blood and the sun darken at those times? Uh, well, probably not. At least turn to blood. Well, right, because it didn't. You know, I but mean, we still we, like we still have the moon and we still have the sun. Right. So, I mean, we're going to assume that nothing drastic happened to them. Okay, because they're still lighting up our yep our day and our night today. Yeah, right. Okay, so to discover a little bit closer to what this means. You have to go to what's called the uh, the principle of first mention. Okay. All right. So the principle of first mention. So what is the first time that the sun, the moon, and the stars are mentioned in the Bible? In creation. Creation. Okay. All right. So what does it say in Genesis one about the sun, the moon, and the stars? My goodness, I don't. I don't have memorized. It was good. Well, it was good, but it said that they were set to govern the day, the and day the and the night. Okay. Okay. We're tracking with you. All right. Then the second time that it's mentioned in the Bible is in Joseph's dream. Right. Right. So Joseph yeah. has a dream. The sun, the moon, the stars bow down to him. Mm-hmm. He goes to his dad and he says, Hey, I had this dream. And his dad didn't look up at the sky and go, Really? That's weird. Uh-huh. Right. He said, Oh, so you think. Me and your mom and your brothers are going to bow down to you? Uh-huh. Because so, he understood symbology. Right. He immediately understood. Yeah. He immediately understood that this was a symbolic reference. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yet Joseph never and, mentioned... And the interpret- nope, never mentioned it. ...that you, mom, and mm. the brothers are going to nope. bow down to me. He's like, I right. had this a dream. And this is where kind of like we get triggered a little bit in mm-hmm. life, right? All of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. You're saying this. Right. And Joseph's like, uh... So, so... We look at this and we go, okay, so Isaiah's talking about Babylon. He's talking about Edom. He's talking about Israel. And, and Amos is talking about Israel. And Ezekiel's talking about Egypt. Okay. Okay. So again, did the actual celestial lights right. go out? Was there some sort of apocalyptic so did event? The, did the literal interpretation happen? Did the literal interpretation happen? No. No, it didn't. But did each one of those nations fall. Yes. Yes. Babylon no longer exists. Israel no longer exists in that form. Edom no longer existed. And Egypt no longer existed in that form. Mm -hmm. So, because it's talking about government, Mm -hmm. the sun and the moon governing the day and the night, it's talking about the governments of those 
nations ceasing to exist. Okay. So when Jesus is talking about in Matthew 24, and he's mentioning the fall of the temple mm-hmm. and the destruction of Jerusalem. I, I don't know. You, he's saying that Israel, as you know it, is no longer going to exist. So this is prior to Jesus passing. This is prior to Jesus passing and 40 years before the stru- destruction of Jerusalem. And so he's hinting at that this is the, that what's been happening up until this point in time mm-hmm. isn't going to happen and any it, longer. And it kind of dovetails. Because there's going to be a new kingdom. He, he came to set up and establish a new kingdom A new kingdom. A new covenant. And so... So we're coming to end of days. Right. And we're going to unpack the new covenant stuff in future episodes. But what we were talking about in the last one, where we were Mm -hmm. talking about the last days, see, Jesus is referring to the destruction of the old guard in the Mm -hmm. sense of the old covenant, the way that it's all been done. He is the fulfillment Of of the law and the prophets. Right. He's the end. And they said, we don't want you. And so he said, I'm sorry. Like, wow, that's really bad for you. And this is what's going to happen. So going back to the sun, the moon, and the stars. Yes. How has it been used in the end times theology that most of us have heard a lot growing of, up or know now? A lot of people believe of that in, 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 the la- in the future, that the one of the seals is going to break and... The we're, moon's going to turn to blood, the right? The literal interpretation. interpretation of that. But as we've seen here, mm-hmm. we have permission because of these other references to go back and look at metaphorically okay. and go, "Oh, what could this mean mm-hmm. from a poetic, from a, from a prophetic language, poetic language standpoint?" Because much of the prophets were written in poetic language. So, 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 so to uh, recap, sum yep. it up. The we need to interpret the Bible with the Bible. Interpret the Bible with the not Bible. with the current times. Nope. Because if we interpret it with the current times, we can mess it up in every single it le- generation. Leads to error. Because you know every generation so far that I've been a part of, you know, I'm going into the fortieth, mm-hmm. fiftieth decade of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been conversations about the end of times, and they've applied scripture to to the end of times mm-hmm. you know at one point in my life gorbachev was the antichrist, antichrist. Yep. um there's just been a, b- a bunch of misinterpretations mm-hmm. but if you apply uh, interpreting the bible right because with the bible, th- this is the point is that the the the, the, the jesus talked about key. jesus talked about being the rock okay and so he wants us to understand, not be a double-minded, double-minded man who's unstable in all of his ways. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be built on the rock, not on the sand. And what, so what he gives us is supposed to be clear mm-hmm. and non-confusing, non-confusing, right? And so, and right now, so many people are being confused, and that that's where my my ire gets up because I'm like. God's not confusing. When I love the I love the 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 quote from Einstein where it says, "When the answer is simple, God is speaking." Yeah, and that's been my experience from God yeah. is that when he when I hear that still small voice that's so simple, does, all of a sudden it, it just it unlocks. And so my hope is is that this has kind of hoped ch- maybe challenged you a little bit, um, and that it's maybe brought some clarity, maybe gone, you go, huh? Because it did for me when I first read it. When I first read this, it was about 15 years ago. I was like, wow, like that makes a lot of sense. And um, and so... I- I'm not somebody that enjoys being challenged so much as I, I like being enlightened rather than like challenged kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I-, I really feel like, you know, this is one of those things that's very enlightening. Mm-hmm. Um, we had talked about the last... Uh, 
last episode about who is the target audience. And so we didn't get into that in this particular one, which I would like to follow up on because we talked about the sun, the moon, and the stars. Well, the target audience, the the target audience would have been people who were of Jewish descent. Mm -hmm. And the people with, that's the thing a lot of people don't forget about um, Jews back then is that they, they knew the Old Testament. Right. Like they read it. They heard it every single Sunday. Uh, every the, the, Saturday, the, the 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 boys were also go went to Torah school. What? Sorry, right. every Saturday. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, anyway, so they were they would have gotten these references, and mm-hmm. so these references weren't and they weren't enigmas. They don't they don't hear it the same way. They don't hear it through the same no. ears that we do. And so, going back and studying this stuff and using the Bible. Mm-hmm. The, to uh, the Old Testament to help interpret the New Testament. Actually, instead of that's what I say. Instead of going to the newspaper to try and figure out what the Bible's saying, mm-hmm. go, go to the Bible to use yeah. what the Bible's saying, it, and it's going to make a lot more sense and it's going to enrich your life. Right. So, and, and I keep saying, you know, right now we're watching the uh, the destruction of American history, mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, I I grow. I grew up where our family was very messianic. You know, we did Purim this last week. We we celebrate the feast days and all that kind of stuff. But it, we cannot erase the history of the Old Testament Mm-mm. to say that everything is in the gospel and we just need to get do away with those things. Nope. Because what happens is that just same as the destruction of American history is we need to know our history. We need to know our foundations. Jesus even did the feast days, and if we don't understand that, we're not applying the scriptures properly. Revelation doesn't make sense without the Old Testament, so because right. there's thousands of references to the Old Testament in Revelation, and we're going to start talking about them. Yeah. So if but, you have questions, leave them below. Yes, leave we, them below. We want to bring clarity. We want to bring, bring peace. Yep. Uh, we have no no problem with people asking uh, ask questions, genuine ask questions. Away. I'm we, happy to. We do not want to be uh, even talk about them on air yeah. at some point. So we do not want to be attacked. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not attacking anybody else. Mm-mm. We're just talking about the concepts that we have been yep. raised with and um, some of the things that we've discovered over time. And we hope that you are blessed. And we will see you next time. But go to my pillow. And use promo code Spiro. Oh, yeah. Uh, before you go. Or after you go. After you go. Or you can go to SpiroPillow.com, and then it's all built in and baked in, and you can get some stuff. And if you got some birthdays coming up... Um, they have know, a 90% off clearance. They have a 90% right, off for, clearance. For those of us that Lots have a few children. Cool stuff. And uh, need to shop yep. on the clearance so, And Mike's book is there if you want to read it. So, All right. Thank you so much. Love you all. Talk to you later. God bless. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back, the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com.